Jordan and I just finished Homecoming, which is the, the new Julie show. The Julia Roberts show? Yes. Okay. Excellent, by the way. Two thumbs up. But I want to talk about Julia Roberts' hair. Okay. Why are we doing the things we're doing to her hair? Describe it for me. In Homecoming, she is wearing... I'm assuming it's a wig, but I honestly don't know. But she's got like super blunt bangs and like kind of bushy... But it's the bangs that I just don't understand. Like, okay. And the reason I don't understand them is like she has great hair. Uh-huh. With this awful haircut. And remember she had that awful haircut in um one of those like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day movies. Like she had that awful wig. My point is why are we doing this to Julia Roberts' hair? Is it because the world thinks we can't take a woman seriously unless she has ugly hair? Because <laughs> I can take people seriously who have pretty hair. I can. I can do it. Well, and I'm looking at it and trying to figure it out. It's like and that, let me assure you, that picture is the best it ever looked. Interesting. Okay, that's a high point. And so it's like, it is blunt bangs, but they're not straight down blunt bangs. No. They go across, but remain the same length at her eyebrow. But then also, in this other angle, clearly like blend into some kind of like side sweep. Yeah, and it looks like sometimes in certain scenes that somebody like curled them under with a curling iron. Oh, the, the bangs. Yes. I just, and, and the reason I say this is because I feel like I've seen Julia Roberts in multiple things now where we've ruined her hair. Mm. And I just want to know, is this so we, like, I t can we confess that, like, I take her seriously. Like, I think right. she was in Wonder. Wasn't she in Wonder with Owen Wilson? I don't know. And I don't think her hair was great there either. But then I saw her on, like, an interview show, and her hair looked great. In real life. Yes. Mm. And I thought... I can take Julia Roberts seriously, even with good hair. Yeah. Right? Why are we doing this? And I'm thinking of like every early 2000s, late 90s movie she was in. Right. Where she was, she was blonde for some reason. Yes. It was a thing in it that was. time period. It was. Everybody was blonde. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. But she has good hair. Yeah. And like, she's aging gracefully. She, she's aging very well. So like... What are we doing? We don't need bangs. Like, I, and no. I, my point is too, I would take that character seriously. Yeah. Like, even maybe pull, like, I'm not a hairdresser, but I think I could take that character seriously. Mm -hmm. Is it because Julia Roberts is so uber famous that we want to make her look less like herself? Probably, which was a whole plot point in Ocean's 12. Yes. Which is one of my favorites. <laughs> but like, why? I don't know why. There is a whole culture of intentionally bad aesthetics yes. of hair and clothes that I just cannot understand. To make us take things more seriously. I guess. But like... I don't need it. No, and it's doing the opposite for me. Yeah. Agreed. Welcome to episode 198 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and it's time for my favorite holiday. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. If you're listening to us today, the day that this releases, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving back. Or as I like to say, Thags Gibbon. <laughs> what is that from? That's just from... Just you? Yep. <laughs> 
just you. Just from me and Kelsey saying things weird. <laughs> Fags gibbon. Super, super great. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the American calendar mm-hmm. because it is the only holiday exclusively dedicated to food. And like one episode of Friends every year. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> Which means you get, you get, like you can have a miniature marathon. You could. Yeah, as I do. Ten episodes of Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's great. I before we get into the episode, yeah. I want to talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, I have a thought I want to run by you. Before that, we do need to say one more thing oh, about you would do your announcement first about our two hundredth episode. In two episodes. <laughs> In two episodes. If you have been listening for the past couple weeks, you know that we're coming up on a milestone here, and to celebrate that, we want to talk to you directly. Uh, We want your questions. We want your questions. We want your conversation topics. Anything that you want us to say on air, within reason. Would you rather? That'd be fun. Would you rather (laughs) would be fun? Desert Island we could play? Yeah. Um, That inappropriate one. Wait, did I... Wait, did Kelsey tell you this? I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. You know the inappropriate game that's like... Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I know the one you're talking about. Okay. So I was reading Book Page this month, and it was like, you know the game... Marry, date, or kill? Well, in the literary world, we do bury, behead, or bed. And I was like, do we? Do we? <laughs> I've <laughs> never heard that. Bury, bed, behead. So we could do that. No. But um, <laughs> things, things like that. Um, we <laughs> want those suggestions from you. Um, so if you want to suggest that, that's fine. I'm going to write in. Okay, you can write in. <laughs> Please send those things to me at podcast at bookshelfthomasville.com. Um, if you want to contact us other ways that you are aware of, you can do that too. But the most direct way is to just email me at podcast at bookshelfthomasville.com. I want to talk about this little aspect of Thanksgiving. Yes. Because I am 32 years old. Uh-huh. I am a woman. Yep. I can cook. I am, I am capable of cooking, mm-hmm. and I don't mind it mm-hmm. given the time, given appropriate time. It is not something like I hate to do. Right. It's mostly a timing issue. That's why Blue Apron should sponsor this podcast. <laughs> but I want to state that at the age of 32, mm-hmm. I have never hosted Thanksgiving in my home. Oh. Nor will I. Okay. Ever. Because Jordan and I were talking about this aspect of Southern culture... That means I will probably never host Thanksgiving until I am grandmother age. Maybe mother age. Just because of how families work? Southern matriarchy. Mm. Like, my mother-in-law just started hosting Thanksgiving maybe two years ago. Because the grandmother, Jordan's grandmother is still alive. Like, she's lovely, delightful. She's still alive. Nobody panic. Um, But two years ago, she, like, decided she really couldn't host at her Mm -hmm. home anymore. So now... Jordan's mom does. Okay. But Jordan's mom is well into her 50s, and this is her first time to host, like, not this year, but, like, two years ago was her first time to host at her house. I've never thought about this. Think about it, because I do, I honestly think it is uniquely Southern, because many of my friends who are my age, who live other parts of the country, have hosted Thanksgiving, but I think in Southern culture, particularly if you live within driving distance of your relatives which Jordan and I do. We live mm-hmm. in driving distance of my parents and within driving distance of his. There is no reason for me to host Thanksgiving. Right. 
Um, and I love hosting things in general. The reason I thought of this is because this week I was shopping at Firefly, like a mm-hmm. local gift shop here in town, and she had some really great stuff for like decorating your table. And I looked at Jordan and I was like, I love these placemats, but if I buy them, I'll have to save them for 40 years. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, but think about it. Yeah, like, no, I am. And, and you're right. I get it. Right? I'm not sure how particularly Southern it is, but... The concept is there for sure. Yeah. I And I guess I think of it as Southern because so many of my friends who live in other parts of the country don't have this mm-hmm. issue. But I don't know if it's less Southern and more matriarchal, like if your right. family is matriarchal, right. or if it's also proximity to relatives. Right. So my really dear good friend who lives in Jacksonville, they live very far away from both sets of her family, so or both sets of their family. And so... She has hosted Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, many times. Yeah. Like, in fact, that is their normal tradition. That not only have I never done that, that would never fly. And and I yeah. and I adore my parents and have a great relationship with them. That's just not something that's going to happen. Right. I'm very excited to have Thanksgiving with my family for the first time in four years. I was about to say you normally host the, with friends the whole time. You've known me absolutely. Yeah. Last year I went to Kelsey's family. Because my family was going to have Christmas and relationships are weird. Right. Um, and the two years before that, I hosted. Yeah. And the year before that was the last time that I've been home for Thanksgiving. So very excited that to get exciting. The, the correct food. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh, I do. Um, so that's, that's exciting. And I'm going to get it twice. Oh. Because we're doing Friday or Thursday with my dad's side of the family and Friday with my mom's side of the family. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. See, so Thanksgiving is a holiday I also love. I I adore Thanksgiving, but admittedly, marriage makes that weird. Yeah. Um, and because we basically rotate or mm-hmm. alternate. Um, which is obnoxious. It really is. <laughs> I'm already mad about it, it really and is. I've only done it once. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> um, and then so in Jordan's family, even before the bookshelf. Like, I will never forget Jordan and I talking on the phone one night. Like, we were dating. Mm -hmm. And so he was at his house. I was at mine. And I called him, like, to say Happy Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where are you? Assuming the answer, the appropriate answer, Mm -hmm. would be on the couch eating a leftover turkey sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what you That's that's the only thing you should be doing on Thursday evening. I I don't understand. a hot turkey sandwich with gravy poured over it that you eat with a fork. Gravy. Oh, remember the... um, Wait a minute. Sorry for another friend's reference. But the... Where he has the 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 turkey sandwich gets stolen and he calls it something. I only remember the moist, turkey moisture maker, moist make whatever it is where he's got that piece of bread in the middle. Whatever somebody's gonna somebody is screaming at their radio right, right now. now. Um, no, I called Jordan. Do you want to know where he was? Golfing. In the drive. <laughs> that's a good guess. In the drive-through line at Wendy's. What? His family was traveling from one relative's house to another. It's an emergency. <laughs> Welcome to Thomasville, you guys. Honestly, so many emergencies. Yeah, but no, it's a turkey emergency. Yes. An emer- Why are you... So Jordan's family, this is true, really doesn't do leftovers. Half Why? of the joy of... Yeah, because- t- two-thirds <laughs> of the joy of Thanksgiving is the leftovers. Yeah. And what you do with them. Yeah. No, his family, because they move on, they go to the... Like, they have a steak dinner on Friday at the other side of the family's house. So they travel Thanksgiving night... Which means they have never lounged. Oh, lounging in the Thanksgiving coma. Yes. Yeah. No, they're missing out on so much. So 
so yeah, even before the bookshelf, I always thought that was a little strange. Now, Thanksgiving is a little crazy, especially yeah. when we travel because we have to get back in time for Black Friday. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, Thanksgiving is one of those weird holidays to split. But I was thinking after looking at these beautiful place cards and placemats that I was like, oh, there is no, there will be no need for me to host Ugh. until. Like, I guess I have my own children. But, grandchildren. But it's really grandchildren. Yeah, wow. Right? I'm so glad your mind is blown like now this. No, I get it. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I know. It's a great joy. I'm glad to have done it twice. And I now I'm thinking hosting. I'm probably never going to do it again. <laughs> yes. I love hosting things. It's why I make my cousins mm-hmm. come over for what we dumbly call fuzz giving. Because, like, friends plus cousins equals fuzz. Whatever. Anyway, so I have them and my brother over, mm-hmm. like, before Thanksgiving because I like being a host. Yeah. Kelsey loves hosting. I like cooking for people. Oh, and that's so that's going to be a great combination. But you won't get to use it for years. Correct. You're welcome. Well... Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, What we do want to talk about today is our traditional annual Thanksgiving cookbook episode. I liked the year that you made me dinner. That was great, (laughs) wasn't it? I think it was a different episode. Was it? Yeah, I don't even think it was Thanksgiving, but it might have been. I I don't know. It might have been. I just, why didn't you do that? Where's my food? Uh, Because we record in this storage space now. And that's how we recorded at my house. And yeah, that was great. Was so I forgot good. about that. Oh, that was so it fun. It was so fun. It was just the two of us eating a lot of food. A ton of food. Like enough food for like six people. It was so much food. <laughs> oh boy. I was like, I'm going to make five recipes out of this cookbook. <laughs> then we're going to talk about it. And no. then I realized how much food that was. That was a great episode. Y'all go back and listen to that. Uh, I will. I'll link that in the show notes too. That was a lot of fun. Um, we, last week... I guess two weeks ago now, three weeks by the time this airs. By the airs, time this airs. Um, hosted our annual, biannual? Annual. Annual. Pen to plate dinner. No, biannual. Biannual. Thought you were going with soup night. No, we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about soup night next. Okay. Biannual. Uh, biannual. Do it twice a year. So, and I will say, because I do not host very often in my home anymore, mm-hmm. like we used to host dinner parties and stuff all the time. I was part of a supper club in Tallahassee. Ugh. I know. Life is different now but anyway <laughs> now instead i host things at the bookshelf mm-hmm. so pin to plate is one of the ways i think i still practice hospitality yeah um and the cookbook we used is actually one i really do want to recommend you would love it yeah um it's called milk street tuesday nights and the purpose milk street i think is like kind of this famous restaurant it's, or uh, christopher kimball's yes. thing yeah so we picked this cookbook in partnership with John Gregory, who owns Empire Bagel. He's a fantastic chef from New York. Um, and he picked this book because it's really fun um, recipes that feel special, but they're made for a weeknight. Mm. So they're able to be done within an allotted period of time. Uh-huh. Like they're not super overwhelming, but at the same time, they look really. Not complicated, but like well done, uh-huh. well presented. Well crafted. Yes. And at this year's pin to plate dinner, so we've had, we do two a year, one in the spring and one in the fall. Everybody commented that this was their favorite menu. That's great. Which is great. So if you are looking for a wonderful cookbook to gift this holiday season, the cover is fantastic. The recipes are great. It's full color inside. Um, it is a gorgeous cookbook, and the recipes really are outstanding. So we had this delicious shrimp dish that I ju- I love seafood, and I love shrimp so much. And it was really good. There was this great Tuscan bean uh, soup. 
this delicious pasta, really good. And then these uh, fudge kind of espresso balls. I don't oh even my. know. Oh, they were so good. I'm jealous. Um, so this is an excellent cookbook and totally doable recipes, um, even though maybe they look really special, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Chris Kimball is the, I think, general editor of Cooks Illustrated. Okay, so that makes sense that yeah. this follows, mm-hmm. where it's like... John mentioned like all of these recipes were really easy to follow like and I don't know it was just it's fascinating to watch John kind of work during these pin to plate dinners like he comes with a lot of the food prepared but then he's the host of the show America's Test Kitchen which is on Netflix I think it's a PBS show that's just a lot of fun where they try out different kitchen gadgets and different cooking techniques to see if like does it really matter if you use this kind of oil versus this kind of oil 90% of the time it does Yeah, Um, but they kind of test it and then explain why it works the way it does oh, that's it's cool. it's a fun show yeah um that is very pbs yes very pbs and its production values <laughs> quiet yes <laughs> um i love <laughs> pin to plate because that's kind of the point is we use the opportunity your ticket includes a copy of the cookbook yeah but the whole point is for you to get to see how mm-hmm. the recipes play out and like john will say you can substitute don't substitute like he'll right. kind of give his own advice based and that's on- great yeah so i think it's a really fun event obviously i'm biased um but the cookbook received universal praise that's from our so good event attendees um our other food centric event in the bookshelf was the week before pen to plate yes. um soup night Soup night, which is t- kind of a totally different vibe. Like Completely. Pin to plate is sit down dinner, mm-hmm. ticketed, you get a cookbook. Um, pin, uh, soup night is once a year. We stay open late. All the staffers, if they are willing and kind, uh, contribute and make a soup. And then we just cast votes for our favorite soups. Yeah. And so we had eight, eight soups eight on the table soups. this year. Can you believe? Can you believe that your staff is... Eight people now? No, I look, no, I cry all the time. Because <laughs> it's on the one hand wonderful, and on the other hand, so many people to manage. I mean, I worked here when there were three of us. Yeah. So. Oh, my mom was reminiscing the other day. She was like, Remember when I used to come up from Tallahassee so you could go to the bathroom? Because <laughs> it was just me running the shop alone. So oh, times so have changed. Um, but yeah, it, somebody said that the picture, our picture of soup night, where we're all standing there and then all the crock pots, was like a This Is Us nightmare. <laughs> they were like, this I, is I understand that PTSD. reference. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, so we had our soup night. Um, I won. I was going to say, who won, Chris? The first time I've ever won soup night. I know. I've participated in... You've only missed one. Yeah. So I've done two out of three of our soup nights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Three out of four? I don't know. And two out of three. Two out of three? Yeah. Um, it was a great honor. People what really was your liked... soup? It was a roasted pumpkin soup with glazed pepitas. The pe- please say it again. Pepitas. <laughs> and so pepitas are just... Please stop, I can't. They're just pumpkin seeds, everybody. Um, but the way he says oh, it... Oh, I know. The way- they're shelled, and like I glazed them with some, some real maple syrup, and then I did deviate from the recipe, and I think this is what put me over the edge. Uh-oh, what did you do? A dash of cayenne pepper. Oh, they were. They had a nice little kick. Nice little kick, and I have made them since. Really? Just to snack on. Yep. Very, very good. <laughs> and I think it was the pepitas that... That won the night for me rather than the soup, which I thought personally was just okay. So, I will say one lady did rave about the soup in particular, but I do think the pepitas put you over the top. Yeah. I just love how you say it. I feel like it should be my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> I can make that happen. Or like one of those, we talked about this already, but one of those, you know, when people whisper while they open a package. ASMR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me 
Please stop. Okay. Okay. But all of the soups were so good. Let me tell you something. Again, I don't want to brag or anything, but we really hit it out of the park with our two cookbook selections this year because every soup on that table was was legitimately Mm -hmm. excellent. So the cookbook was called Eating Well Soups, and it's Eating Well. Is that a magazine? Eating Well Magazine, yeah. And they just put out a cookbook. It's paperback, which means it's pretty affordable, Mm -hmm. but full color inside, great recipes, called Soups. Guys, we sold every, out. <laughs> every recipe is wonderful. And we sold out of the cookbook. <laughs> In like 45 minutes. Which, let me assure you, never, never happens. Never happens at soup night. People just come for the free soup. Uh-huh. This is the first year we've sold all of our copies of the cookbook. Uh-huh. Um, and we had, like, I'm not talking like two or three. I think we had six or seven copies of that cookbook. Yeah. Um, and we sold a lot. We sold out. And every soup was delicious. Mine was, what was mine? It was green. Why was it green? Oh, it was broccoli and... And um, gruyere, right? Gouda. 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 Smoked Gouda. Oh, broccoli and smoked Gouda. Guys, it was so good. It was very, very good. It was so good. Um, Somebody had like a kale and sausage. Amy's uh-huh. Amy was did. really good. And had that Bradley sausage. Yeah. Mm, it was um, so good. Kelsey had a black bean soup that was very good. That was good. and would have been... You know what? That could be too... Because it was so thick, it mm-hmm. could even could have just been a dip. Be, yeah. It yeah. was so good. I was like, where are my Tostitos? I know. I thought, of, <laughs> I thought about using it as a dip later. <laughs> yes. Um, excellent book. I loved being able to sample all these soups, um, and just bask in so many good soups. It really was good. It made me think that there really isn't anything bad. Like if you are looking for something fun to do, perhaps maybe not in the fall because now it's kind of chaotic, but maybe in January or February, host a soup night with your friends. Do it. Because it was so fun. Everybody show up with a crock pot of soup and just... And just share. Just sample. Eat small bowls is yeah. the key. <laughs> small bowls is key. Even if you have a regular size bowl out, you don't have to fill up the whole thing. <laughs> just fill up. We, I will say over the years, that's one of the things we've learned mm-hmm. is uh, small bowls. Small bowls. Small, shallow bowls. And then people can try multiple soups. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. I tried all eight. Did you? Mm-hmm. I don't think I tried eight. I think I tried five. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't eat yours because I don't like pumpkin. But then a woman told me. It was so, like yeah, she said yeah. it was so good, mm-hmm. and I, so I should have tried it. Yeah. Um, but I. you try the pepitas? I did. <laughs> um, okay, some other other good ones. Some other good cookbooks. The new Ina Garten cookbook oh, is out. Okay. We have already sold. Like I don't think Olivia believed me when I told her how many to order. I think she was a little <laughs> bit like Annie, calm down. I have all of hers, so I might need to go look. Look, she is beloved, and a woman has already come back. She's bought like three or four copies for her friends because she was like, "I've made recipes from this already, and it's outstanding." Anna Garden's great. So it's called Cook Like a Pro. It just came out. So again, kind of a great holiday gift. Um, I want to put a shout out for All About Cake. Okay. Which I know. You know, some people are ambivalent about baking cookbooks or whatever. The reason I'm recommending this one is because I follow Milk Bar on mm-hmm. Instagram. That this is their cookbook. I just follow Milk Bar on Instagram. Momofuku. Yeah, yeah, for their pictures of cake. <laughs> That's it. That's the only reason I follow them. So I can see pictures of their beautiful cake. It's I get so it. good. So you should follow them on Instagram first of all, and second of all, this cookbook is really fun because it's just pictures of cake. And then the recipes of the cake. It'd be, it'd be a great coffee table book, mm. if nothing else. Um, the other one that would be especially timely for right now is called Potluck. Okay. And the whole premise is what can you take to someone's house. And if you're like me, you grew up going to like church potlucks uh-huh. where it was totally hit or miss. Um, I base... Did I tell you this? This is very indicative of my personality. 
when I was a freshman in college, I had a bunch of friends, most of whom were male, and we were trying to pick our ch- I went to Christian college, and we were trying to pick the church we wanted to go to uh-huh. on Sunday morning. So the first month, I scheduled it all out for when the different churches were having their welcome college students dinners. And so... For dinner. Yeah, it was free lunch. And then you could mark... Like, I kept a list. Like, who has the best potluck line? <laughs> and one church had two lines running... Concurrently. Whoa. Yeah. So I did not pick that church because doctrine. But their food lines were, were excellent. Um, but anyway... Oh, I miss those. Yeah. Church potlucks are their own thing. The other day, maybe in time for soup night, I said, it smells like a church potluck in here. Mm. And Olivia, who was not raised in the South or in Southern church culture, was like, what do what? you mean? And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> because that is something, there are so many problematic things about church culture. But one thing they do well that is potluck. potlucks. So I like the idea that even if you're not a part of Southern culture or mm-hmm. church culture, there's still this cookbook designed yeah. for like, you'd have a potluck party. Yeah. And it's really, it's a really pretty cookbook too. I've been cooking out of... Um, Chrissy Teigen's new book. Okay. And it is Teigen, not Teigen. I'm, somebody's going to be like, it's Chrissy Teigen. No. She just came out like She recently. did come out recently on Jimmy Fallon and say that it is technically Teigen, but she's not going to correct anybody. So I'll correct myself. <laughs> we'll fix this for you, Chrissy. Chrissy Teigen. Um, I've been cooking out of her new Cravings book. Cravings 2? I think that's right. Something, something. like that. Um, and I like it. She has a chicken burger recipe that is ground chicken and breadcrumbs and all kinds of um, Thai-inspired flavors in it. Okay. And then it has a pineapple slice on it, which was very strange, but I think it takes the place of a tomato. Um, and toasted coconut buns, and I am telling you, it was one of the best things I have ever eaten. So you think her cookbook is legit? Because this is I my think thing legit. about her. Right. I know we all love her, but like... Queen of the internet, etc. Right. But what? why are we t- trusting yeah, her food? I, I think she is a person, and I don't know this... Um, but I think she's just a person who likes to cook. Yeah. And because she's famous, they gave her a cookbook. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed it. I did make one thing out of it that didn't make any sense okay. and that I did not enjoy. Okay. And I, it was not my fault. <laughs> I will say that much. Um, but that's but, bound to happen with any cookbook. Exactly. And there is a um, coconut carrot, carrot coconut soup in there that I made on Friday, I think. Okay. That was, again, one of the best things I've ever eaten. That sounds delicious. It was so good. I think Kelsey even talked about that at work on Saturday. She brought it for lunch on Saturday, okay. I think. Okay. Um, I was going to recommend... So, Julia Tertian, the only reason I know of her is because Grace Bonnie is the editor of Design Sponge, which was like this website I used to love, especially when I had like a normal desk job with like extra time. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> what? what is that? <laughs> um, but Julia Tertian had this great cookbook that came out in 2016 called Small Victories. Um, her new one is called Now and Again. And I wasn't sure about it because the premise is kind of interesting to me. Basically, and it has the title of an 80s sitcom? <laughs> yes. Um, what was the movie with Christina Ritchie? Now and Then? I don't know that one. What? So good. You gotta watch it. You gotta. Okay. I think it's called Now and Then. Okay. I'll look it up for you. Rosie O'Donnell plays adult Christine. What? Christine yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Now and Again. It is a cookbook based on how to kind of reinvent and utilize leftovers. Mm, which we all need help with sometimes. Well, we do because I... Look, literally, I just cook Blue Apron now. The bookshelf has changed my life, and you just have to kind of understand that I have my limits, and so Blue Apron it is. Um, But 
in my old life, we did have leftovers and Jordan would just always take them for lunch because he adores leftovers. Except for Thanksgiving dinner, I'm generally pretty ambivalent about leftovers. Mm-hmm. Like I could eat them, I can eat them one day, but Jordan will eat them like all week long. Mm. I don't, I can't really do that. No, I like them once. So I like this idea that you might be able to reinvent them. And I flipped through some of the recipes. So it's not just like, how can you reuse this casserole or something like that? It's more like, what do you do with this extra chicken? Exactly. Like that kind of thing. When you have like single components of a dish left. Yes. Like you had a rotisserie chicken and now you have a bunch of chicken left over that isn't part of another thing right yeah so it it is gorgeous and i really do like her a lot i don't know why i find her to be so likable but i do so small victories came out in 2016 and then now and again came out this i want to say this summer or late fall sounds super useful yes absolutely especially here and now yes after thanksgiving exactly what are you gonna do with all these things i'm not gonna even have leftovers i'm sorry what are you gonna are you gonna have leftovers do you will you bring food home I don't know. See? I'm going to have so much because we're going to have two Thanksgiving dinners. I just get real sad the years we travel for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I'm like, where's where's the turkey sandwich? I'm so ready. It's a week. We're recording this one week in advance and I cannot believe it is a week away. I can't believe Thanksgiving's next week. No. It is bonkers. (sighs) And now people are hearing us and they're present. I know. Which is our future. Time. What do we call ourselves? Time Lords. Time Lords. Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album, Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, you can check, out, check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also find us at our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. I want to say something useful this week. Okay. Because you got an email and I talked to somebody in person. Uh-huh. And I think we need to make clear, guys... Don't get in a car accident trying to write down the names of the books we talk about. Yeah, no, please don't. (laughs) Please just, in Overcast, you can swipe right on your iTunes app. You can go up. Just scroll down. Yeah, you can scroll down. Or go to our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, where we have a full back catalog of our show (laughs) with detailed show notes and links to further reading. (laughs) So when we say, like, check our show notes, it's not just for links, although, yeah, go... Go hear uh, Jimmy Fallon interview Chrissy Teigen. But it's really like, hey, did you want to make note of Milk Street Tuesday nights? We got it. It's on a list for you. Yep. We have a whole list. We have a list for you. Every week. You can click on that list Mm -hmm. and you can buy it from the bookshelf. You can do that most weeks. (laughs) This week, definitely. Most weeks. Um, But not always. (laughs) But, But check. 
At the very least, there's a full list. At the very and at the very least, there is a link to the bookshelf where you can yes. then try to. Yes. We can from fill us. out the order form yep. online. But I just I, we had gotten you got an email that uh -huh. I talked to somebody in person. I just most of us when we are listening to podcasts are driving uh -huh. or we're walking. Definitely. Whatever. We know you don't have pen and paper. We're here for you. We are. We thought ahead, and this has been here forever and will <laughs> and will continue to be here. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. If you don't uh, die trying to, <laughs> trying to write down books in the car, please don't do that. Happy Thanksgiving, happy, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.